We didn't sink you, though. Know. Oh, shit. That That's All okay, right, though. Up. But, yeah. We're going to do a live sync right now. Ready? Sync down three, two, one. So, welcome everyone to TryGames.net episode 189. We are way over the truck limit on this fucking highway. <laughs> um, okay, so hopefully that worked for Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, welcome back to episode 189. Uh, I am your host with the most, Pete. And I'm not using any stupid uh, handles, Riven. gamer tags, or anything. No! <laughs> this is my show now. Um... <laughs> And I am joined by Al. Uh, say hi, Al. <laughs> Antipod. The one who no... is not the other. The opposite. Opposite As man. Opposite? Or wait, what are you talking about? Oh, Antipod, does that mean opposite man? <laughs> it it means pretty much the opposite of... Where did your name come from? Did we talk about this? We did, but I, I I'll just brief it. Basically, it's a double tacking chrono trigger and i looked it up because i didn't really know what it was i just knew that uh marl would shoot fire and luca would shoot ice i believe or the other way around and uh it came together to do a combination attack and so i looked up the word and i was like wow you know i'm always the one who's like you know unique the one who likes certain things that nobody else really likes and uh, the one who acts differently from everybody else in the group, I could probably apply this to me. So that's where it came from. Cool story, bro. Thank you. Thank I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're kidding. No, I was kidding about the cool story, bro, because that's, you know, snarky, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> but you meant it. I, it was a cool story. And I, I need to play Chrono Trigger. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What, that was the first one, right? That was the... Well, S- the the Chrono Trigger. There is no other Chrono Trigger. There's Chrono Cross, but it's not right. really related. Isn't Chrono Cross technically like a spiritual successor or something to it? it? It's related to Chrono Trigger, but it's a spiritual successor. Yeah, definitely. It's not like it's Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger I know we talked about Chrono Trigger a lot on the show, but that's the one where you start out and you're like at the fair, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have played the beginning of that like multiple times, yeah. but I never actually started jumping through time in that game, oh. which I know is the big thing oh, about it's that game. The awesome big thing about that game. If I had a DS, I probably would get it for the DS mm-hmm. so I could play it. But you know, yeah, I don't want to steal Dez's DS for multitude of hours, forty-ish, but or more still... actually because of the new game plus, and you get to finish it in all sorts of different ways and get different endings. That game lasts a long yeah. time. I don't understand. Square was able to release, you know, their other games onto the iPhone. They got like Final Fantasy One, Two, um, some like, and even though those are like, you know, more retro mm-hmm. or like, you know, like basic than something like Chrono Trigger, they also have this game called Chaos Rings, which is like super, you know, advanced for. It's like one of the most advanced iPhone games, uh, and uh, based on like what Epic's able Epic's able to do with some of their upcoming stuff like there's no reason that Chrono Trigger can't be released on iPhone. In fact, I have Shining Force on my iPhone, which was, you know, a legally released app. A um, legally released app? 
Yes, yeah, so uh, it was like okay. it's it's actually because my uh, my iPhone's unjailbroken right now. It's a legal iPhone. Oh, it's and, jailed. You know, it's it's done something yes. very bad. So now it's jailed. yes, it's imprisoned. I have an imprisoned iPhone right now. Um, and uh, my iPhone and Des's iPhone reenact scenes from Oz. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Shining Force was legally released in the App Store by you know Sega or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, like, if they can put that, you know, they can put Chrono Trigger. They need well, more it's all about RPGs. business and money. It's not about the, whether they could actually physically do it or not. I think. But they can have my business and my money. <laughs> true. But um, I think that there's a reason why Chrono Trigger. Well, actually, did Chrono Trigger come out for PlayStation? I think it might have. I think it only has come PSN? out for PlayStation, Super Nintendo, and DS, which is pretty much where every other. <clears throat> oh, you mean like original PlayStation? Okay, I thought you meant, or like just in general. Yeah, I thought you meant like the PSN, like available now to download on. PS3. No, no, no. <clears throat> they they probably would not release it on PSN. Probably just stick to the DS sales, which I don't even think they're making it anymore. Yeah, um, and that's probably why it's still expensive everywhere you fucking find it. Mm-hmm. I was lucky to get God one. Damn it! Haha. And you could probably like find back it in the Super NES days. <laughs> but you could probably still find it like used at GameStop or something. Like some fool probably like sold it. Yeah, back. even then it's still like, isn't it thirty? Because w- wait, isn't it forty new? I forget. Yeah, it's forty new because of the Square Enix tax. Yeah, so then it's thirty-five used anyway. So it's not like you're getting any kind of break. <laughs> True. Um. All right, but uh, speaking of break, uh, let's take one. No, I'm just kidding. Nah. What have you been playing? I. <laughs> uh, just finished uh, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, actually this morning, and that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. Um, and the game is—it's actually pretty damn good. Uh, I was going to uh, give a, a shout out to the game, I guess, really on Facebook, but I'll do it now as well to um, McDove. Uh, he had asked about it, and he was basically saying that uh, he wanted to get. Miles Edgeworth Attorney Investigations and well, Ace Attorney Investigations, something like that. And he didn't know whether to get Apollo Justice because uh, he had heard some things about it. But I would just say that it's definitely worth it to go through it because it still has that same uh, Phoenix Wright flavor from the past three games where it everything just comes like full circle and it's really satisfying at the end. Uh, the only thing that kind of really pissed me off was the fact that the court system was just so dumb, but then they make, it makes sense. They feel like <clears throat> by the end of the game that the court system needs to be changed. So they bring in a new type of court system, basically. And so now my feeling about how, oh my god, these, this person just freaking bullface lied on the stand and they're not getting in trouble for it. It's, uh, you know, those, issues were kind of alleviated. So they kind of were like poking fun at themselves for the the way it's been like court TV for the series? Maybe, before? or I, I don't know whether they did that on purpose or not, or whether uh, that's just like me being really kind of through with the way that the court system works, because it really seemed like they were taking it three steps further than they have in the previous Phoenix Wright, game, Phoenix Wright games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just like, I, I don't want to say anything that, um, comes from the game, so I'm going to try and make up a situation. Like, um, okay. Something like, I was driving down the street, and I made a right. And after I made a right, I stopped, and 
I was at the, the, the location that, you know, I was at or whatever. So then you go through cross-examination. It turns out that that street is like a one-way street going the opposite way. So you couldn't have made a right. So then you go, oh, contradiction. You said you made a right down this street, but it's a one-way street. You could not have done that. And then you go back and say, oh, yeah, um, so I'm going to fix that because I think I just had a misconception there. Right. They're always like, oh, yeah, I must have just been confused. Let me revise right. my statement. Yeah. Now, that's how it kind of like used to be. But now it's like if I was to take that same kind of situation, um, I would be like, I was not driving a car. I don't even have a driver's license. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, here's your driver's license. What the hell are you talking about? You just lied. And then like, <gasps> and then the judge is like, hey, you just lied. Then the music gets all crazy and your like tie starts flying up in the air or something. Well, the, like yeah, curling up. But the thing is, oh, like, <laughs> at that point in a real court system, it's like you just lied. You are, uh, you know, you're being found in contempt or something like that for perjury, and you get in trouble. Right. But in this game, it's like you lied. Revise your testimony. Fix it. Okay. That's just—it's <laughs> very unbelievable. But now, yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean. It's cool. I like it. I, I enjoyed it. And I felt that same kind of, um, you know, I'm happy that I finished the game and the story was really nice and everything. But at the same time, I'm sad because now I'll never be able to, uh, well, because there's no new Apollo Justice game coming out for now. Um, Is this a series that's been going forward in Japan, though? Uh, Well... It, Apollo Justice was the last game that they came out with in this line, and then they reverted and moved over to Miles Edgeworth. Um, oh, okay. So there's no like, there's no continuation. I, I thought Miles Edgeworth was just like a spinoff, and like that Apollo Justice thing would still keep going too. Well, it is, and it should because when I finish the game, there's definitely a lot, uh, a lot of loose ends with the story and the characters that needs to be fleshed out in a, a game or two. Um. But I think that they've just been sitting on it for a couple of years because they came up with Miles, uh, Miles Edgeworth, I think last year. And now they're coming out with a sequel this year in Japan and which will probably be brought over here. Right. So they may wind up just finishing off with, uh, Miles Edgeworth and then moving back to Apollo Justice. They have to move, they have to come back to Apollo Justice because it's like they just opened up this, this can of worms, not even a can of worms, but they just really opened up a big plot line. Uh huh. And they never closed it at the end. You get, you learn a lot of things in the last like five minutes of the game. <laughs> okay. And you're like, what? <laughs> what really? I can do all that. And it's all the full circle type stuff, like stuff you've seen earlier in the game gets revealed at the end. Yeah. And you would not even thought that this person who was that person or this person, uh, had ties to that person, and this person did that, and things like that. But now it's like, oh, well, now that I know this, what's going to happen with these other characters? And then it kind of say, well, we'll do things when the time is right. Which technically means, okay, well, you could theoretically close a story like that and never say anything again, but the best thing to do would be to come out with a sequel and really come out with an ingenious way to bring it all together and really shut everything down. So I'm hoping. Okay. Um, well, I did play something else, but it's been very sparing because I've, I've had a very busy week this week, and I really meant to play a lot of Metroid Other M and finish that. 
but I didn't get to play it at all this week. Um, I did play a little bit of the Final Fantasy fourteen beta. Oh, did you? Yes, and that leads me into uh, a short discussion I'd like to have about video cards, which may actually interest <laughs> you. Okay. So, with Final Fantasy fourteen, I... Um, the game, I think I mentioned this before, the game kind of runs a little bit like crap on my on my computer because of my video card. And now I had two GeForce 8800 GTs that are in SLI. Mm-hmm. And I was just really having a hard time trying to understand how two SLI video cards of that caliber would still have trouble running like the game in a very playable frame rate. Because I think that in, in the city and in areas where there are a lot of people... The game would run around, say, 10, 15 frames per second. Yeah. And then when I would run out and try and fight, the game would be so lagged with the input and the graphics. And the network seemed to be fine, but it seemed like the network wasn't really performing. It, it was really idling a lot. Like, the, the amount of data that was being transferred between my computer and the server was low, but not because of lag, just because it just wasn't doing it. Okay. Um. So it would still take a long time to like load up characters if i'm in an area it looks completely empty and then after two minutes or something like that then the people pop up and it shouldn't happen that slowly yeah uh so i was i kind of stopped playing it because i I really wasn't feeling it then i decided because a friend of mine was talking to me about how he started characters in all different cities and he liked this one over the other i'm like well let me start a couple of the characters in the other cities just to see what the rest of the world looks like so I had started a, uh, well, the first character I had was a, um, uh, shoot, a Lalafell, which is, if you played Final Fantasy Eleven, right? Yes, but I do not remember. Are those the, well, I'll uh, show you, I'll tell you what the, because they have different names, but they're the same okay. type of character. But the Lalafell in Final Fantasy fourteen is related to the Tartar in Final Fantasy Eleven. A little short. Okay. And... <clears throat> Uh, I made also a Rogadin, which is the, uh, Galka, the big dude. Okay. So I made one of those because I was just, I wanted to go on a different side of the spectrum and actually like make a larger character because the smaller character, all the perspective is based on the smaller character. They, they move faster. The screen kind of moves faster as well when you walk. Uh huh. But then when you have the big character, they kind of, you know, move really slowly because they're big and the screen They moves. lumber. Right. So I started up a new game, and the game was actually performing a little bit better. I hadn't played it in about four days, and it was a patch or two, so maybe that also helped. But then I think what also helped is the video card situation that I had, which I'll discuss in a second. But I really felt like the the way that I was playing with the Roganin was a lot better. I chose a uh, a Marauder, which is just basically an axe guy. In in the beginning, they just basically think the only difference between the characters at like level one is what weapon they use. So their role in the party and everything like that uh, is not really solidified. So when I played, I you know went through the intro and everything. It was really slow because it's really high quality graphics with voice and sound things like that. Um, and went through the city, which was a little bit slow, but it was manageable. Now I went out into the t- out into the world to do like my initial quest. And there wasn't really anybody around, but I could see the enemies, and I wouldn't—I I didn't have to like worry about running in the middle of an area and then standing and waiting for the enemies to pop up. So I was happy about that, and I started to just, you know, grind a little. 
and playing with a combat character like a, a melee class character over a magic class character seems to be a lot better. It's a lot more responsive, uh, a little bit more fast-paced because the way the game works is it's based off like a stamina bar that regenerates and whenever you attack you have to press whatever attack you want to do but unlike WoW or something like that there's no auto attack. So it's not like every three seconds you're going to swing. Every three seconds you're going to swing. You swing when you press the button. And you can you have okay. to juggle between moves. And then the, the the melee characters have attacks that are based on another pool of points called technical points. And uh-huh. those points build up as you do regular attacks. And then you spend them to do the special moves. And that's really cool as well. But when I was playing with the magic character, I was playing with a, a thaumaturgist. Or I don't know how to pronounce that. But... It seemed kind of weird because there were a lot of delays between casting spells and the ranged attack from the basic attack uh, wasn't really coming out with the frequency that it should have. And then there are other moves like you can kind of heal yourself and things like that. And it it seemed a little bit more difficult to play a magic class character than it is to play with a melee class character. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I, after I played with the Rogue and I went back to Lalafell and really just, it, it, it seems a little bit better, but I can still see the difference in the latency and the ease of use of each character. But that all came from my video card issue, which basically I was, I went to boot up, I think I went to boot up Crisis because I just wanted to play it. I've been looking at some newer video cards because NVIDIA announced they uh, are, were coming out with a GTS 450, which is like their card line design for people like me who have a, a 19, 20-inch monitor, uh, who run at 1280 by 1024. It, they basically looked at Steam stats and yeah. tried to cater to the majority of players who play games on Steam, which oh, apparently are people like me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But the only problem with this is that um, I was reading reviews and it had just come out this week. Uh, the the card was it's basically out for one hundred thirty dollars. But when you compare it to the two cards it's competing against, the Radeon HD fifty seven fifty and fifty seven seventy, which have been out for eleven months already, it still fails to compete. Wow. Weird. Yeah, it's it still has lesser performance, but on an extreme scale, like the, all the reviews I was reading, they were testing at like 1900 by 1200, uh, 2560 by 1600, like really big resolutions and high settings and things like that, basically scaling it down from the maximum settings to something that's playable. And while the stats were looking really good, like, you know, they were testing on uh, Mafia 2 and Metro 2033, um, Splinter Cell Conviction and Battlefield Bad Company 2. They all have their own different things that, like, for example, uh, one of the games has physics, and uh, Mafia 2 has physics, which, yeah. uh, is only compatible with an NVIDIA card. So that kind of helps with the GTS 450. But then there's some other games that, when you turn AA on, it completely kills the GTS, but the Radeon cards are blazing. They're able to handle it no problem. So overall, the HD 5770, was outperforming the GTS 450 and the 5770 had come out last year sometime. Yeah. So, um, 
in reading all this, I decided, well, let me look at my card and see what it performed like back then. And they were talking about crisis and they were talking about running at high resolutions. They said they ran at like 1600 by 1200, uh, with all the settings on medium and, except for a couple which were low. And it ran at something like 30 to 40 frames a second. I'm like, what? My game has never run at like even above 30 frames per second. So, and I thought it was yeah. running 30, 40, but then when I actually put on the stats, it was said it was running like 15 to 25. So I went to boot up crisis. And my screen was flickering green. And I said, what? What the hell is going on? I went and tested out. I took it out of full screen. It was fine. Put it back in full screen. It was flickery. When the game, it was flickery. Then I was like, okay, that's weird. Crisis is all messed up. I went to look it up. No information really whatsoever on it. Then I went to reload up Left 4 Dead. Same green flickering. And I'm like, okay. I looked into it a little more. And then people were saying, okay, well, try to uninstall your drivers uh, take out the cards, switch them around, and install the drivers again, see if it solves the problem. I did that, and I came up to a hardware problem uh, when I turned on SLI. And my drivers would just completely not work, and I'd have to uninstall the driver, reinstall the driver, and then get it back to regular resolution again. And it comes to find out that one of my SLI, one of my video cards is, I guess it's, there's something broken in it that it does not work with SLI anymore. Oh. So now I have two video cards, which I can't use together. So they're basically, I right now, I have one video card in my computer and one video card sitting on the table. Oh. So that made me decide, okay, well, I'm going to have to upgrade. Because first off, I want to play Final Fantasy fourteen because I think that it really kind of works with my playing schedule, where I play it a couple hours a week and I will get a lot of progress. Great. Um, <clears throat> But I also want to play Crisis at, like, really good frame rates. I want to play some other games, you know, Borderlands. Runs really well, but, you know, I would like for it to run even... Excuse me. Run even better. And right. then there are games that are probably going to come out later on that my 8800 GT is going to not be able to keep up with. And, you know, my 8800 GT came out... Well, I got mine in 2007. I think it came out in 07 as well. And it was a wonderful card for where it was. And now, three years, almost four years later, it's kind of at the bottom of the heap. Like with Final Fantasy fourteen, it was like tier seven on the uh graphics list, which was I think third from the top on minimum requirements. Oh. And now the fifty seven seventy is I think fourth from the top on uh maximum, like recommended system requirements. Where the the one that is the uh maximum is the fifty nine seventy. And okay. then under that is the GTX 480 and the 470. Those are like the high, the fastest video cards in the on the world right now. Yeah. But still, the, that 5770 and theoretically the GTX 450 would be in that rec, uh, recommended, like right at the bottom, though. Uh, those are the ones that seem to be, you know, according to budget, those are the best ones to get. So I wound up just kind of fighting myself over whether to get it because I had some <laughs> other things like my car. I had to... Uh, spend a whole bunch of money on my car, basically, that I didn't really want to spend because I wanted to spend on something else, like getting my yeah. new Xbox and getting a, a computer to work on database stuff on. But I decided, looking at how my money was going, that I would be able to afford a new video card if I could spend like 100 or maybe $120 on it. Looked on Newegg, found a 5770 that with rebate, a mail-in rebate and instant savings and promotional codes and stuff like that, came out to a total of $115. And 
And I was like, oh, I really want to get this because all the cards are basically around 150, 140, 130, 140 dollars. Because this card's original price was 164, but then it went down to 139 basic. Yeah. Um, so I was still contemplating whether to get a GTS 450 because I was going to play it, you know, on a 1280 by 1024 and not 1600 by 1200 or anything like that. My monitor has a maximum, you know, native resolution of 1280 by 1024. So it's impossible to go any higher than that. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe I can connect my computer to my TV and I have this big 40 inch TV. I can play 720p or maybe even 19, uh, I think it's 1920 by 1080, 1080i or 1080p. And I would still like to have a video card that can do that really well. So I'm, was like, okay, well, maybe I'll take the, the GTS. And I looked at the GTS, and I found a GTS, which, after rebates and everything like that, came out to $99. And I said, I, would, I refuse to pay any more than $99 for a GTS because of how bad it is. <laughs> but then after talking with Austin about it, uh, I decided to get the 5770 and I ordered it Yeah, yesterday. I mean, if it's only going to be, if you're only going to be in the end paying like 20 bucks more, mm-hmm. not even, you know, like 15 bucks more, it's like, that's yep. totally worth it. <laughs> right, and I'm paying $15 for... Something that theoretically is worth forty dollars more, because right. the the fifty seven seventy is really still worth one hundred and forty dollars, but that GTS is not worth any more than a hundred. It really should be priced lower than both the fifty seven seventy and the fifty seven fifty, which technically are like the same price. I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> um, where was I? So I ordered that yesterday, and now I'm sitting in UPS in Queens today, and I'm like, I wish I could go to UPS, but they're closed. So I have, to my, <laughs> I have to go to wait till Monday to get that, and I'm selling the <clears throat> the GeForce that doesn't work with SLI to my uncle because he won't be using SLI, and okay. I am thinking about well, I think I I'm going to sell this other 8800 GT, but I was thinking about maybe putting it on eBay for like 50 bucks and seeing who would buy it. Yeah. But then I remember that you might need a video card. Possibly, yeah. I mean, but I don't know when I'd be able to get around to actually affording because I still got that wedding coming up mm-hmm. in a couple weeks, and uh, my funds are very limited. And plus, I still haven't bought anything else for the computer. So, if you wanted to sell it, it wouldn't like I wouldn't mind. Um, if you were just if you're comfortable holding onto it for a couple months and seeing if I can grab it, that's fine. But it's up to you. I I don't mind. I would rather it go to somebody I know. That's why I I sold the first one to my uncle. Uh, I would rather somebody I know use it very well because I, I could very well sell this thing off eBay and they just use it for parts. Yeah. And it's a very well-working card. Like, I'm using it right this minute and I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen on it uh, in 720, well, 1280 by 720, which is windowed, but it ran pretty well. And then I ran it at 1080, uh, 1280 by 1024, which is full screen. And it ran okay. I didn't have a problem with it. I could still probably play it today and tomorrow if I have any time because tomorrow's the last day of the beta. But, you know, it runs Crisis really well, pretty well, even in a single-card solution. And I think that it was running slower in the multi-card because of the problem that I had. And it runs, like, Bioshock, and it runs uh, most of the, the demanding games. And I think it's, you know, it runs Borderlands really well, too. So I think yeah. it's really worth it for somebody who plays kind of like the similar things that I play. I'll hold on to it. All right, cool. Um, and that's, that's the end of my story. I'm fucking done talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, real quick, cause I wanted to ask you about, like, you, you at least played a little bit of Final Fantasy, uh, 14. Can you talk about how it compare you, cause you played Final Fantasy 11, right? A lot. 
Okay, so can you talk about how it compares just gameplay-wise to Final Fantasy XI? And will, like, you know... Because I played Final Fantasy XI, and I, I did enjoy it when I played it, but, I mean, I had the same problems that most most people ended up having with it, you know, except for the real diehards. Like, I didn't like the de-leveling system. Um, while the combat was cool, where you could, uh, uh, you know, do the combos with other players and stuff, mm-hmm. um, unless you had a really skilled group and people who knew about macros and things like that, you weren't really able to pull those off. Like, me and Charlie played a lot of Final Fantasy XI, and we basically had to form a dedicated group of friends that, like, knew what the fuck they were doing mm-hmm. so that we could, you the know... Skill chains and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, I mean, how how does Final Fantasy fourteen compare with that? Hmm. Like, that kind of stuff, like, for the hardcore crowd and, and you know, casual players. Okay, well... They have a system in Final Fantasy fourteen called I can't remember what it's called. It's the battle something something something. <laughs> but um it's basically a a streamlined way to do skill chains. Uh they wanna make it a way to to use abilities to help in battles, but not just like force uh, party play and to force people to do this in order to beat their enemies. They use it so that you can do things to give yourself an edge where you may not necessarily need the edge, but it will really help. Like, for example, they have, um, shoot, what, you know what? I'm gonna have to look at what it is because, um, it, I really, the name is escaping me. Okay. Um, Shoot, what is it called? Let's see, what if I look at tutorials? They'll be able to tell me here. Game mechanics. Nope, not there. That's the fatigue system. Which, oh, I, I can talk about the fatigue system. Easy. Uh, the fatigue system is that thing that the hardcores are, are, are basically like crying about, where you have um, a certain amount of time per week to play the game at full XP games. And right. I believe that that's eight hours. After eight hours, then you're going to get XP gains at a diminished percent. And after a certain amount of time, you get no XP gain until next week. Right. I uh, I heard another podcast talking about that, and they, they brought up an interesting point. It's like, that if uh you know square whoever you know just worded that differently mm-hmm. so that uh you know cuz like apparently when wow was first coming out and stuff instead of uh there being rested xp bonus there was basically just uh it was it was like halved xp bonus or half xp or something for like after a certain amount of time mm-hmm. um which really pissed everybody off cuz they thought you know like well that's effed up if i'm going to be playing this much why am i losing out on the chance to get like you know xp or something like that so all they did was they just changed it to rested you know call it rested xp bonus and then everyone was fine with it so like if square just made it sound like you know like people who don't play as much are getting a slight bonus and people who play all the time aren't getting affected at all then nobody would be angry about it true um still found it (laughs) battle management marker system i don't know i'm just making stuff up yeah, that's true. Uh, battle systems of a down system. <laughs> battle systems. Oh, man. They don't... Missions, Lord. Where... All right, you know what? I'm just going to do a search for battle. 
because I know it has the word battle in it. Battle, actuality, rendered, misery, emo. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Really? Like, I, I searched for the word battle and it's giving me so much crap. Um, page of battle content after the battle. No. All right. Talk, talk about something else while you're looking for it. Sounds like a plan. Uh, then there was another issue of guild levs, which are, or, or lev quests. The lev quest is a, the, a subset of guild levs. Guild levs are basically quests and missions that they, uh, give to people to, uh, kind of <clears throat> gain, uh, favor with a particular faction, gain XP, and just give you, like, something to do. And you can get adventurer, adventurer's guild levs from the adventurer's guild, and you can also get, um, different types of, uh, lev quests and things like that from, uh, the other guilds and things like that. And you get them specifically for fighting, and you can get them also for crafting. So you can get a, a, a lev quest to craft something. And apparently they're gonna be creating some, uh, more lev quests where you can say have a crafter and a uh a battler uh, for lack of a better word uh combine their skills to achieve a common goal so maybe uh the battler has to go and fight a monster to kill it to get a, a material and then the crafter has to take that material and create an item and then they have to give that item to you know they have to have the item in order to get the quest um Battle Regimen is what it's called. See? Okay. Google. Um, yeah, I was looking for it on my phone for you, but you beat me to it. Okay. <laughs> well, all I do is type in FF14 Battle in Google, and in the suggestion it says Battle Regimen. Ah. So Battle Regimen is a system that is similar to Skill Chains, except it's a lot more simple. Like, you can combine a melee attack with a magic attack and create a magic debuff on the enemy. And what that does is that makes them a little bit more susceptible to magic. Uh, there is another one, I forget what it is, where you can do a combination of attacks, two attacks, and that will create a, um, uh, a type of debuff on the enemy where they, their casting speed might go down and they use more MP when they cast. Uh, then there's some that have the TP generate regeneration or generation is lowered and their usage when they use it, they use more TP to do moves, things like that. So, uh, that seems to be easier, although, you know, at the moment, they, the only place to get this information is the internet. They, they had a whole list of things on the, uh, Final Fantasy 14 beta of what moves to do to create what type of situation. And like right now, I'm looking at this Final Fantasy 14 blog. Um, let's see if there's anything here I can give as an example. Here we go. Uh, a light strike plus phantom dart. Phantom dart is, uh, a move from the little, well, not little, but from the thaumaturgist, like mm-hmm. my character that I was playing. They're the ones that really kind of focus on, uh, light and dark magic. Uh, kind of, I, I think they might deal with death and life. I don't really remember. But that creates something called a regiment of trauma. Then there's a light strike plus a heavy strike, it's a regiment of ruin. Uh, and strikes, slashes, and stabs are different types of moves. Like a slash is a probably um, a sword attack. Uh, 
a stab is a spear attack, and a strike is a an axe attack. Uh, okay. So they they don't really know too much about it yet, but it's something that has to be done between two or more characters. Melee and melee gives you type of melee status effect. Melee and magic is a magic type of st- status effect, and they haven't been able to get anything for two magic ones. But there are two magic types of effects. Like there's a uh, one that if you do uh, elemental magic like fire after a uh, a thaumaturgy attack like a dark or light attack that'll create uh-huh. some kind of uh, a weakened resistance or a vulnerability to fire. And it's all pretty much complex at this point because no one knows anything about it. Alright. <laughs> but it's it, that's something that's really interesting and it will probably help out a lot with parties and uh, getting over these enemies when it comes to the time. Because you know it's going to come to the time where you can't do anything without a party. Yeah, obviously. And you're still like five guys or six guys just taking on one monster at a time. But I think that it won't be as difficult as... Final Fantasy XI, especially in light of the fact that when you die, you only get weakness at this point. You don't lose any XP. You just get, um, you know, res sickness, like in WoW. Well, not like in WoW, because in WoW it used to be that you died and your armor would be broken or something like that. Right. But in WoW before, I remember... I mean, I, yeah, like old, like original WoW or whatever, it was yeah. like you had the option of, uh, you know, doing the corpse run and... uh you, I, I don't remember now. Yeah, I don't remember either. Cause I, I remember though that there was a point in time where if you died, you had to wait a couple of minutes before you could actually start fighting again. But I don't remember why. I don't think that they weakened your stats, did they? Oh man, um, it's so long ago. <laughs> I thought I'm pretty sure it was only if you use a spirit healer that you had like res sickness and stuff. I thought if you did the corpse run as soon as you respawn, like you might have like, uh weakened like health and stuff like you might have to like you know spawn and run and hide like you know right but like if you use the spirit healer you would have to kind of sit or sit out for like yeah it was like it's 10 minute res there was a res sickness and i think there still is but god it's been so long since i played wow anyway so i don't remember now Mm. okay so um anyway but yeah so they they have the ability you can get resed from you know a character who has resurrect but if you choose to uh, return to wh- uh, whatever the nearest spawn point is, then you are weakened for like three minutes, and your stats like really, really low. You can't really do much of anything. But then they have certain things. I think there's a in-game bonus item like an onion helmet or something like that that decreases your time in weakened mode from like three minutes or five minutes to a minute and a half or something like that, or it decreases it by a minute and a half. That is pretty cool. So at least you don't have to be all pissed off and wanting to just quit playing because you died yeah. and you just gained level 35 and now you're level 34 and you have to spend another three hours getting back to level 35 or right. you're completely screwed because all the equipment that you have requires level 35 and you <laughs> sold all of your equipment that was level 32 and uh, then now you are stuck in the middle of this freaking place with all these enemies who can kill you in one hit. See, these are memories now. Run around scared. Yeah. <laughs> how could you? How could you be level forty nine and run around scared for your life? <laughs> that was because I was doing uh, when I when I stopped playing Final Fantasy eleven. I was going after my artifact armor. And okay. honestly, you don't get your artifact armor. You're not supposed to get your artifact armor 
even though, say, you know, the hat for whatever, or the the gloves, I think the gloves are the first thing you get. That, you don't, it's required level 49, but you actually can't get it until level 56, because the enemies are so hard. Yeah. But we were running around, like, in the area where, because all it is, is it's a hunt. I don't even think you had to fight an enemy. You actually had to go through a dungeon and pick up the item out of a chest or something like that. Okay. So what we had to do was we basically played Metal Gear Solid and was <laughs> running through this area, hiding, using Invisible, using Deodorize, and using um, uh, whatever it is to silence your footsteps. Yeah. And we were doing that back and forth, running around, all these beast men are running around, and then something bad would happen, like your guide, who was like level 60 or something like that, he would disconnect, and now you're sitting here all by yourself, with all these beast men walking around, you're like, oh my god, I want to die, I want to die, if I die, I'll be level 48, oh my god. And, um, I don't like, I didn't like feeling like that, <laughs> for hours and hours. So at least yeah, Charlie and I had a lot of experiences like that too. <laughs> so at least I won't have to feel like that with Final Fantasy fourteen. But Final Fantasy fourteen feels really weird right now. I think it's because it's beta. It just feels so disjointed. Like it feels like it wants to be fun, but it, it's it's trying to be fun at the same time. But there's nothing to do. There's no aim, and WoW changed everything about just RPGs in general. Of, of how to get from point A to point B. How to get from level zero, or level zero, from level one to the level cap. You know, starting out with WoW, you get your little expository of the story and where you are and the background about where you are, uh, you know, your environment. And then you start to learn about the environment. The first thing you do is you get a quest. And yeah, the first thing you do in Final Fantasy fourteen is get a quest. But as soon as you do that quest, which is like, oh, well, kill three of these and four of these. Uh, you get rewards. You get money. You get some, uh, maybe a, some kind of gear or something like that. And then you continue down this line of doing quests to understand the world more, to do some combat. And then you kind of expand. You go out of your world, and then you can either grind if you're the kind of person, or you can do more quests. Go to these different cities, which are essentially quest hubs. But with Final Fantasy XIV, you start out. You get this wonderful intro voice and. And, and really good graphics. And it really kind of helps create the atmosphere. But then once you finish that and you get into your main world, basically they, they do the same thing in each of the three cities, but it's a three different situations. Um, you have to make your way over to the Adventurer's Guild. And the Adventurer's Guild, they teach you about guild levels and level quests. And after they do that, then you continue to do whatever brought you to whatever city you're at. And I don't know if they're going to change this, but when you finish, say, there's this one quest in Gridania, which is the forest town area, or the forest area, uh, the whole quest chain is called The Color of Sin. When you finish that, you get 32,000 gil. I'm going like to let that sink for a second. You get 32,000 gil for finishing a quest chain, which probably takes you no more than three hours or maybe two hours i haven't really put the time into it i, I finished half of it and with one quest which was basically uh most of it was escorting these two kids and fighting really easy enemies and i come back and i get twenty thousand gil. <laughs> i was like okay um 
I think the same thing applies, like the same kind of question or the same difficulty question goes for all three towns. And you just get this like exorbitant amount of money, which you can use to pretty much buy anything you need. Then at the same time, where do you buy stuff? I haven't seen any like places to buy items, uh, any places, like all the guilds seem to really just be suited for whatever class that guild uh, supports. And at the same time, there are no, well, actually, there there are shops, but the shops take guild marks, which they haven't really implemented yet. Or maybe they have, but you don't really get enough guild marks right now. They said that they're working on increasing the amount of guild marks you get. I don't know. And now I'm starting to remember something that I forgot to mention, that the Lev quests are on a 48-hour timer right now, which was the thing that I was talking about with hardcores complaining about something that casuals won't mind. Yeah. You get lev, you get these lev quests. I think uh, you probably get like six or so when you first start the game, but some of them you kind of can't do by yourself. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I think it depends on class. But there was some that I couldn't do because I would attack an enemy and three would come at me and just kill me. But then again, I had no idea how to heal at that point in time. I didn't know how to get my new moves. I didn't know if I learned any, but I wound up learning some moves and two of them resulted in healing me anyway once you do those quests you can't do them again for another 48 hours and those are your primary method of getting xp other than grinding because once you do that color of sin quest or that first quest you don't get another quest until your rank is level 10 which is why i'm saying wow it created this whole different paradigm about how to proceed in MMOs because I'm I'm not used to going to a game and having one quest and then once that quest is done I gotta grind. Yeah. And there's nothing else to do but grind. And, and that I you know, for Square Enix and the Tout and Final Fantasy fourteen is having these wonderful stories, all story based and you all these quests that you can do are really there to further the story. And the main quest is just, you know, a couple of hours and you don't really get any XP out of it and you get a lot of money. But in order to get to the next major kind of quest, you have to grind for 10 ranks. Now, mind you, right. you have, you know, you have a physical level, which determines your stats, and then you have a rank, which is your level in your class, which then leads me on to something else. <laughs> Sorry if I'm getting very long-winded on this one, but Final Fantasy XIV is an MMO, and there's a lot of different details in it. The cool thing about Final Fantasy XIV is compared to eleven. Because you know in 11 you can only have one character slot. And in that character slot you can play every single class. And that's why you only have one character slot. Remember that? Right. Yeah, yeah. You switched out jobs. Yes, you switched jobs. Well, in Final Fantasy 14 you can switch between any of the classes. Now there's Disciple of War which has four or five melee classes. There's, well, four or five physical attack classes. There's Archer, Lancer, Marauder, Gladiator. And there might be another one that I can't think of at the moment. But I think it's only those four. Then you have Disciples of Magic, which is the Conjurer and the Thaumaturgus. And then there are Disciples of the Hand, which are the Crafters. And that's the Fisher, the Miner, the uh, Gatherer, the Harvester, uh, the, the Blacksmiths, the Leather Workers, etc., etc., etc. You can okay, change between so, each. Like, all, of, oh, what? all the crafting stuff is like separate jobs. Mm-hmm. All of the crafting jobs are they have their own separate 
ranks and their own separate okay. way of gaining but levels. Like you, you then you have to like you have to specifically switch out to that for like the time being that you want to do crafting or whatever. That is correct. And the cool okay. thing about that is that all it takes is changing your weapon. If you change oh. from a, a spear to a sword, you then change from a lancer to a gladiator. And if you okay. change from a sword to a focus, then you change from a gladiator to a thaumaturgist. If you That's change... actually kind of cool. So basically there's like nothing you can't equip as long as it's not race-specific. That's correct. That's actually kind of cool. Uh, if you change from focus to uh, a pickaxe you then become a miner. And the fatigue also follows that line, I think, because I think the fatigue is based on class. So if you, say, exhausted your eight hours, say if you're a real hardcore player, you spent eight hours on the game, boom, day one, and you wanted to be the illest marauder ever, and you like hacking stuff with your axe for eight hours straight, and then you get the, the, the declined, uh, decline, the diminished XP boost, and you're uh, diminished XP boost, that is really a contradiction. <laughs> <laughs> the diminished XP uh, debuff, I'll just say. And you're still hacking away, and then all of a sudden, boom, you spent 16 hours in the game, you called out of work the next day, because you're so crazy about this game, <laughs> and it happened to work. You know, this is just given that the game is actually going to work the first day. Uh, you've completely exhausted all of your ability to gain any progress with the Marauder. All you have to do is switch to a bow and arrow. And now I can start gaining levels again, but only as an archer. Okay. But I don't know but if you're able to gain physical XP um, to you know, say you get from level 1 to 8 as a marauder, and then you're like, oh, I can't gain any more levels of marauder, and let me go switch to archer. Can you go from 8 to 12? I don't know. Well, how do they do that? I mean, is it one central level for your character, or do they do... Because that was how they did it in 11 words. Like, if you switched out a job, like, your that job was specifically level one. So, like, you know, like, if you went from, I don't know, warrior to white mage or something in, in 11, you, you you were still your same character, but your level was still technically one as long as you were the white mage. Mm -hmm. In this game, you have rank for the class and level for your character. So you can be okay. level eight, switch to uh, blacksmith, and be a level eight blacksmith rank one. Okay. So you're what? So yeah, you're probably gaining ranks, but not levels as long as you get that. You know, as long as you've played out your time for that period or whatever. That's what I'm thinking, but I, I don't really know for sure. Uh, now, now I think I'm done. <laughs> what have you okay. been playing? All right. Well. uh... If if anyone's still around, if you didn't like Final Fan, if you don't like Final Fantasy fourteen, but you still happen to be listening, you know, thank you very much. <laughs> um, uh, All three of you. Yeah, there. I mean, I haven't been playing much anyway. Like uh, some more Rock Band because I've just been, you know, playing that a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. Austin was up here for a Rock Band night this uh, this month, which was a, a couple. Uh, it was two days previous to our recording of this. Mm -hmm. um, I and, heard. Uh, what's that? I heard. Oh, you heard about how uh, a certain somebody was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, any uh, giant bombs out, uh, giant bomb fans out there might recognize the name Jeff Gersman, who uh, happened to also be in attendance for a rock band night here in Boston, um, which was fucking crazy because he just like came in and uh, the harmon one of the harmonicas was like, "Oh, giant bombs! Jeff Gersman is crashing our party or something like that." And like, so he was just like hanging out for the night and stuff and uh, recording stuff. And uh, he actually got up and performed a couple times uh, as part of one other person's group. Uh, he just played guitar or whatever 
um, with like a ski mask on or whatever. <laughs> and uh, then uh, at the end of the night, he actually closed out the night. Oh, earlier in the night, uh, somebody had tried to do uh, do Snoop Dogg out. I guess the name of the song is What's My Name or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too familiar with, you know, Snoop Dogg. Uh, but um, yeah, so someone tried to perform it and did it very badly. And uh, like I actually did my, I guess, quote unquote, singing debut um because like I, it's been like over six years since i've like actually sung in public where like i mean i sing in public in the fact that like i you know i'll sing along in groups or something like that but right. like, um i've never actually sung in front of people like whereas like i'm the focus of the singer in like well over six years mm. so this was like my first time doing it um i actually had like three songs that i was prepared to do that i'd been practicing for a month um you know so i could pick one of them depending and then when we got there it was only rock band three songs mm. so that kind of fucked me up entirely for real but then then somebody actually broke somehow broke the debug unit and <laughs> like it wasn't reading the rock band three discs so they had to go back to an e3 they were able to get it to read an e3 build of rock band three so it only had a few rock band three songs but then that would allow us to play any dlc stuff okay well they uh, okay des is saying stuff they broke the... oh. go ahead say it they broke the game not the machine because they knocked it over while it was running did you hear that? Flimsy. He said flimsy. It was an Xbox, wasn't it? Well, yeah, like it um it was a three sixty standing vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somebody knocked and, it over and the yeah, three sixty exactly. went on oh, my back and it didn't yeah. want to do anything anymore. Right. Um <laughs> Okay, so I did, my was main correct was saying they broke the debug unit. Anyway, back to the actual point which I just got thrown off of. <laughs> um What the hell was I saying? Uh, Jeff, close the door. What's my name? I'm making her close the door so she stops interrupting me. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, yeah. So I I I sang um a song and I did uh fairly bad, but that's because I was I had already had up to four drinks at that point, and um I was wearing a choker. Uh, which Austin was sad that he didn't even realize <laughs> the whole joke about me wearing chokers. Yep. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I sung really badly. Uh, but that guy who sung the Snoop Dogg did so much worse than me that it, like, actually made me look really good. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, the point of all that was that at the end of the night, Jeff Gersman, like, wanted to, uh, you know, kind of give Snoop his justice and uh he sang the Snoop Dogg song and he did very very well obviously cuz he's good at that and I got video of it on my iPhone and I know a, lot, a bunch of other people took video and there's you know obviously video of it floating out there now really? um yeah if you go to YouTube you can probably just search like maybe Jeff Gersman uh rock band or uh so I'm sure you'll find it somehow damn um, I need that clout like or you can... oh, I just come somewhere and then my videos all over YouTube yeah, like it was. I mean, pretty much everyone at uh, Rock Band Night was taking some sort of video of Jeff Gersman doing uh, Snoop Dogg, just because he's he's really he's good. Jeff Gersman. Yeah, um, uh, he definitely. Uh, what's, what's a good term? Blew that motherfucker up. Is that a, is that a good term? Yeah, you can you can use that. It, it's more like turn that motherfucker out. There you go. <laughs> Learn something new every day. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, uh, that was awesome. Um, I got Jeff to sign my giant bomb hoodie, which I just coincidentally wore that night. Nice. Um, it's stuff like this that makes me believe in fate or like things can be destined to happen because like I wasn't going to wear my hoodie. Like I wasn't going to wear a hoodie at all. I hate like unless it's really cold. I hate wearing extra stuff that I don't need. Yep. Um, 
So like, but it was like drizzling a little bit and it was supposed to be kind of rainy. And so I was like, I guess I'll just wear the damn hoodie. Um, and then, yeah, so I happened to have it and, you know, he was there and it's like, it's like, dude, sign my hoodie. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so that happened. And what else have I been playing? Uh, the only other thing I really been doing, uh, well, I played some more shadow complex. Um, because from the past past is in like a year <laughs> hey it's a blast in the past for I me mean, i haven't even played it yet but yeah that's a different um, story i mean i just got it you know earlier this i think it was like spring or something i bought it um it was on sale at some point uh, i think it may have been during the block party or whatever i don't remember sometime earlier this year microsoft was doing you know xbox live arcade sale stuff right. and i picked it up and i probably played about half of it and then i put it down for a while and then i went away and uh, I just went back to it recently this past week or whatever and picked it back up. And um, if like, I don't know if we have enough time to really talk about it, but like, I, I don't know if it's just me getting old or what, but I'm finding it so much more difficult now to pick back up games after I've put them down for a while. Like not just so much in that, you know, I forgot maybe what I was doing or the story, but even just the controls, like it takes me a good while to like relearn all the controls and, like just remember how every like the entire systems work and everything like that. So, uh, you know, when I picked back up Shadow Complex, I was dying a lot and like just having to refigure out everything. And, mm -hmm. um, even with games that I've played numerous times, like for instance, like uh, Mass Effect that I'm going through again, you know, to eventually get to Mass Effect Two. Right. Uh, I had I was going through Mass Effect Hardcore there for a while, like maybe like a month or so ago. You know, I was probably talking about on the podcast and. Now I put it down again because I've been playing a lot of Rock Band lately. Like, I mean, pretty much almost every night or every other night I'm, like, playing a little bit of Rock Band. Um, and uh, so now if I go back to Mass Effect, I'll probably have, for you know, like, I've already forgotten what my quote-unquote character's motivation was. Like, because when I play those games, you know, I have, like, a certain... Oh, uh, right, your Paragon Renegade motivation. Yeah, like, well, like, I, I... Sometimes it's not even as simple as that, like... I'm pretty sure that, like, I in my head, I was like, okay, so the chick I'm playing this time is totally all about following military, like, order and rule and stuff, but is anti-political. Like, uh, you know, she hates the council, and uh, she's just all about, like, military life. Um, very, you know, uh, I guess straight-laced or something like that. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. um, but, like, then I was like, uh, then I forgot if I was like actually being like completely renegade, if I was picking renegade options when I was dealing with like, you know, just normal people or if I was trying to be nice to them or what. So like, it's like stuff like that, that I forgot how my character, how I wanted my character to act. Um, cause this was actually going to be the character that I was going to bring into Mass Effect 2 once I finished this. But now I'm all like, well, I don't remember what I was doing with it. And then there's <laughs> just the fact that I'll like, you know, have to kind of remaster the controls or whatever so yeah i don't know if like how you feel like how that works for you if you like put a game down for a while like a month or more and then come back to it like are you able to just pick it back up right away or do you actually feel like you're a bit lost for a while uh it depends what kind of game it is to tell you the truth um i put down uh justice safe attorney long enough to play through um dragon quest 9 which I played through for 97 hours before finishing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, basically that was like a month, uh, a month and maybe a week. And at the same time, I was playing, you know, Metroid Other M and things like that. And I managed to get back into that really easily because I knew what I had to do next. A lot of times, the hardest thing for me to do in a game 
is figure out what I have to do next. There is a specific game which I'm going to be starting after, not starting, continuing after uh, Metroid Other M, which I'm I, going to do it. Austin, if you're listening to this, I'm really going to do it. No lie, it's going to happen. It's a game that I've had since the launch of the Wii. And that game is Zelda Twilight Princess. Oh. <laughs> I played I still it. I have that sitting on my shelf. I played it for like 20 hours. And I just stopped. Almost four years later, I'm going to finish this game. <laughs> and I know what to do next, I think. Actually, I don't. But I should be able to figure out what to do next easily enough that I can just k- pick it up and just keep on going. The only thing I'll have to do is just get used to what the controls were, which isn't easy because it's just like Okami, which I also have to finish, which I'm going to do after. Yeah, it's sitting on my shelf, too. <laughs> See, and, um, you know, I'm 15 hours into Okami. So, you know, those two games I really want to finish. Then there's other games that, like, I might have a little bit harder time to get back into, and then I just decide I'm going to restart them. And, uh,. There are some, actually, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go look at my uh, backlog just to tell you some examples of games that I'm restarting because I either don't want to go through figuring it out or it's just better that I just start from the beginning and get it straight. Like, oh, here we go, Dragon Quest Eight. I was like 20 hours into that game. And honestly, with Dragon Quest Eight, all you have to do is talk to your party members to find out what you have to do next. But I feel so detached from that game and because yeah. of Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy, because of Dragon Quest Nine, I really want to just experience the the whole Dragon Quest feel of it from the beginning again. Right. Detached uh, is a great word to use too, because that's like exactly what happens to me. Is like even if I can remember everything, it's like once you go back in, like it's not the same. At least for me, it's not. I, I don't have the same passion about playing as I did when I first started playing it. Very true. Uh, here's another one: uh, Knights of the Old Republic, where I was. <laughs> I, I got to a point basically where the game opened up and then I've spoken about this before. A lot of a problem that I have with a lot of games is that when a game is linear for a while, like a good six to ten hours, and then it becomes open world or you have a lot of choices to make, well not to make, yeah. but a lot of things to choose from. I tend to get discouraged because all, all of a sudden I, th- I feel like it's going to take so much longer to finish this game now because I'm going to want to do everything that I kind of stop playing. And that's what I did with Knights of the Old Republic. But then when I played Mass Effect, I really wanted to play more Bioware games. And so I have to restart Knights of the Old Republic. Um, let me see. Going further down the list. Uh, no, I lost progress. Of course, if you lose progress on a game, you can't continue. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. There is something. Let's see. Advanced Wars, Dual Strike. Now, that game, I haven't played much of, but honestly, I'd like to start it over. Yeah, I, I like that game a lot. I played through the campaign of that. Mm-hmm. I, I played up to a point where it seems like the game ends, but then it doesn't. Um, once, like I played up to that point once, and then I like uh, wound up just replaying the entire campaign again. But that game is so good that it doesn't even matter. Like I would play that entire campaign like a bunch more times if mm-hmm. I actually had it. Okay. Uh, here's a good one: Resident Evil for GameCube, <laughs> which I laugh about because of the, the fact original that... Resident Evil. Yeah, seriously, like because it's so old, and it's a game that I've never ever finished because I've, I've I'm not so good at 
survival horror games, especially games yeah. that have the really fucked up controls, because part of what gets me scared is the fact that I can't handle a, a zombie that's lurching toward me because I'm, like, pointing up at the ceiling, well, the looking at the wall and shit. you get to the fucking, what are they, the, the nemesis is, uh, is that what, the, was that what they were called? What are you talking about? The, oh, the crimson heads? The ones that actually, like, run toward you? Yeah. Yeah, the crimson heads. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah. I don't remember. But yeah, those things. Like, cause like with the zombies, at least you can just just walk the fuck away, or at least if you can handle the controls. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, those things when they run at you, those controls really really kill you. <laughs> yeah, and then in, in the GameCube one, I think they follow you from room to room or something like that. Yeah, in the DS one, they do too. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I got pretty far in that game, but I would be absolutely spooked to continue right now because I'd be like, what do I do? Where do I go? Oh, my God. Oh, shit, what's that? And (laughs) so I'd have to restart that game. I was thinking about, I don't have enough time in my hands, but it would be really cool, like, in October to just play through all the Resident Evils because I have Resident Evil. I have have all of them. I have one, two, Last Escape, uh, three, well, Three is split into two parts. It's Code Veronica and Last Escape, technically. I still think that Resident Evil Last Escape happened before Resident Evil 2, but it is documented as happening after. So, anyway. Uh, there's Resident Evil 4 for Wii that I have, and I also have, um, Umbrella Chronicles, which technically is like the Cliff's Notes version of Resident Evil 1, anyway. Or right. Resident Evil 0 and 1. And I also have Resident Evil 0, which, I'm not too keen on playing again. But that so game was you're going to have a fright fest? I was, but I really don't think I'm going to have time to, so fuck. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's things like that. You know, games that uh, I either lose progress on or games that I have played to a certain point where I know if I sit back in there, I'm just going to be like, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm going to restart. Those are the games that I tend to restart. <laughs> Excuse me. But then there are a lot of other games that I can just jump right back into, even if it's a month or a year and a half or two years, three years, four years. I feel I feel it's only like like arcade style games or games that have like no story, or whatever, like that I could just play at any point and be fine with. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because you know there is not much to remember. Like so, true, very it's true, easy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'll move on real quick. The only other thing I've been playing, uh, was, which I just, uh, kind of started, I started a new obsession late last night, um, which I tweeted about, but basically I'm going to be, like, converting all my, like, my, my, all my music collection into, for some reason I decided to convert it all to one, 192 kilobytes, uh, you know, uh, mp three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I originally, when I did this a while ago, I was doing 320 because I was like, I want the best possible quality. And I was like, well, that really doesn't matter because, you, you know, can't they are. Yeah, you can't hear it and they're not already at that. They're not above that anyway. So it's not like I'm, like, I'm not getting it. It's like you're up converting it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm using more space for the same quality I was having before anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's like, there was no point to it. And, uh, so I figured 192 is a good a good number because like if anything's above it if if like I download uh, any audio files that are above 192 putting it down to that's not really going to lose too much on the quality True. and uh, like if any if I have anything below 192 and I just want because I I'm just you know OCD and I need everything to be one uniform number because <laughs> I'm fucking insane but uh, 
either way, so I'm doing that, and uh, then I decided the best way to test the conversion to make sure like the audio files came through okay is to uh, play uh, Audio Surf. Aha! Uh-huh. Because um, it, for some reason, like when I listen to music, if I'm just listening to music, I'm very passively listening to it. Uh, I don't really notice anything that's going on. But when I play Audio Surf, I really hear the music for some reason. Like even though I'm doing something that's like very requires a lot of focus i guess because it's so intrinsically tied to the music that's going on i, I really hear that. it mm-hmm. yeah like, a lot of the things that you're doing in audio surf is dependent on the nuances of the music so when your your brain is cued to you know bypass this wall and get these other pieces on the highway you're also listening to that same part of the song that is cueing it right i can i can definitely see it Plus, Audio Surf is just an amazing fucking game. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, I haven't played that in a long time. I meant to bring this up on the podcast a while ago, like, because when I was playing it, uh, maybe months and months ago or something like that, that, like, I might actually consider Audio Surf to be possibly the best game ever made. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they have other games, you know, that are based on music like that, too. But Yeah, but I think just... that's, like, the best one that, like, it, it like... It's the only one that I've ever seen that actually so well maps out like a course for the music. Um and that is always fun. Like I've never like never not had fun playing that game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, just I, I uh, maybe I'm stretching a little bit by saying it's the best game ever made, but it's it's <laughs> for me personally, it's definitely one of my top favorite games of all time. Um obviously like I don't know if I could pick a best game or like a personal favorite game because like it, there's too many games that I really like, but like it, it definitely is in my top, whatever X amount of games, you know, if I would say like top five or something, it'd probably mm-hmm. be in there. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, that's uh that's my new thing now is to, is to do that. So last night I, uh, I, I just started doing it with uh, my first album was MC Chris dungeon master, dungeon master of ceremonies. And, uh, so I played through the entire, my, yeah, obviously I'm doing this album by album. Um, mm-hmm. so I played through the entire album, uh, in audio surf and, uh, it's a, just in, in particular to say if anybody has that album and has audio surf, it's actually a very fun album to play. Even with the skits included, it's, uh, it's well balanced that way. Cause you have a lot of tracks that are like, uh, intense and you know, the downward trend and then mm-hmm. the skits are because they're skits, they tend to be a lot of upward trends. So it paces it nicely. You know, you get some nice breathers in there with the skits. Um, <laughs> and you're playing and then, it all as one, right? Well, like you can't like, as, as far as I can see in audio stuff, there's no way to do the entire thing, like an entire album as one shot. Like, but like, when a song ends, I just hit play next. Hmm. I thought that, oh, but you do it in sort of like a playlist format, right? I, I kind of one that Audio Surf was designed like in one of the patches to be able to uh, play in sort of like a playlist fashion so you can kind of go through an entire album without having to hit the menu and choose the song. Because you're talking about play next. Uh, yeah, like it would like bring me out to the scoreboard and then at the bottom of the scoreboard, like after the song was out over, you know, it would bring, bring me out to the scoreboard and then at the bottom is uh, the play next button and it would show the next, like the next album on the track or the next track on the album. Um, and, and then what happens when you get to the end? What does it do? I mean, I didn't get, like, an overall score or anything for the entire No, album. that's not what I mean. I mean, like, when you get to the last song, what song does it ask you or recommend that? Well, because because that was the only, uh, it like, it, that was the only uh, album I had, you know, sorted and in this folder for right now. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm converting them, they're going to, like, a separate folder. Actually, the ones I'm converting are going into my iTunes library. So since I was playing out of my iTunes library and that was the only one I had in it, 
uh, there was nothing to play next. Ah, I if see. I had if I had more songs, it probably still wouldn't because like the way I organize my library, like that that album is its own specific folder, so it only see the ones in that folder. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't know. I'd have to t- take a look around Audio Surf's options now and see if they did put anything in. Like I know um that Beat Hazard game or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you can like play an entire album from beginning to end without a- taking a break. But I don't ever remember Audio Surf having an option like that. Okay. Sounds cool. But anyway, yeah, so that album's fun to play. Uh, if if Again, if anybody has the album, you should check it out. Uh, if you have the bonus track at the end, it provides a great uh, ending song to like for the play for playing reasons. Cause um, the last track, if you don't have the bonus um, is uh, like I bought originally bought the album through iTunes. Mm-hmm. So it did not have the bonus track. Uh, so it ended with a skit and ending on the skit is just kind of boring. But if uh, like, I've got the bonus track another way. Um, I think I got it off at like MC Chris's like actual website or something like that. Uh, but like so yeah like if you have that track it actually like it's super intense it probably was actually the most intense track out of any of them so it's a great way to just like end on a high note hmm. um so yeah like uh if you follow me on twitter uh uh twitter.com slash riven i'm <laughs> probably gonna throw up like uh quick album reviews for the like how they are in the game i already did the one for mc chris uh basically just said what i said here that it's good balance with the skits and that the bonus song makes a great ending um and i'll try to do that for any other albums that i play full through Sounds really cool. Okay, <laughs> that was my little burp. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? I don't even know what time. What are we at here? We're at one eighteen. One eighteen. Technically, we're probably less than that, but I don't have a a, a running time on my recording. Yeah. So like we're I probably got... like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yep, that's what I got. An hour fifteen and and eighteen I... seconds, nineteen seconds, twenty seconds, twenty. I, okay, I, I would like to talk about something, but I'm not sure if I should talk about it now. I should talk about it later. Well, well I'll just bring say, it up and let's see what it is. Yeah. Um, I was playing a demo for this game on Steam called Reseteer. The uh oh, I saw item the, shop the item shop game. management game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I played a little bit of it, and it, I think it's funny. It's silly. It's stupid. It's like quirky, but at the same time. I think that, that that game is pretty interesting because what it is is about a girl who uh her father like <laughs> her father took out this loan for something and I think he disappeared he like left her on her own or it's I forget what it is but essentially he left her and someone comes to collect on the loan and she has no money she has nothing she just basically barely has enough to live day to day and they tell her, well, you know, you got to pay us. And she's all concerned now. Oh, she's got to be sold into, like, slavery or something like that. And she <laughs> brings up some stupid situation. And they're like, you know, because they told her that she had to either sell her house or because her house was, like, collateral uh-huh. or do something else. And, well, they really brought this girl, Tear, over to the house to do the something else. So what she decided was... Well, we can open up an item shop and we can sell things so that we can make the money to pay off the loan. And the other good girl's name is Reset. So she decided to create call the, the item shop Reseteer. Which is stupid. But I understand. <laughs> uh, so they teach you how to make, how to go shopping for items and then to sell them for profit. And it's all about haggling, like you sell it for certain, uh, percent over its retail price or over its wholesale price i guess you could say and then the person who's coming in to buy it may go oh okay 
Excuse me. Mm. Oh, okay, I'll buy it. Or they may go, oh, that's too high. And then you have to bring it down. If you First, if you price it too high, they may get offended and just leave the store. Um, if you keep pricing it too high for them, they'll leave the store. Or they'll just not want the item from you. And so your goal is to get it to a point, of course, to hit their minimum without like underselling it yourself. Um, that, I thought, was the entire game. <laughs> but then you wind up going to the Adventurer's Guild and you find this kid who uh, wants to be an adventurer, but they won't let him for some reason I don't remember. But you volunteer to be his sponsor, so he goes into the dungeons and gets items, I think, for you to sell. Or you give him items, like equipment, that he can use in the dungeon. It's all like just so that he can become a better adventurer and you can make money. Yeah. And I think that that part of the game, you actually do dungeon crawling with this kid. Like, you play oh. as the kid and do dungeon crawling. But I don't really remember. I, I, I didn't get to that part yet. I only got to the part where they met each other and they decided to become a team. But that game is pretty interesting. And it's something that really should have been, like, on a DS or PSP. It's not really something that you could, like, sit at a computer and play. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I kept seeing that on Steam, and I was like curious about it, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's it, if it actually becomes a hit, it would be classified as a sleeper hit. Alrighty. Alrighty. Speaking of sleeper hits, that's this episode right here. <laughs> it's a sleeper, all right. <laughs> um, well, let's take a short break, and when we return, we can have a half-assed conversation about the Tokyo Game Show. Okay. No noise. I'm Aww. playing. I got Wild Gunman on my phone. Nice, it, Wild Gunman. Again, again, it's legal, um, but there's no sound. That's kind of sucky. Okay. Anyway, we're back. TG, we're gonna talk about TGS real quick. Okay, so go ahead. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna talk about it. Uh, well, I can only really talk about what I know, and um. The main thing that is kind of uh, tickling my interest is the fact that Treasure announced Radiant Silver Gun for the Xbox Live Arcade. If anyone doesn't know what Radiant Silver Gun is, Pete, do you know what Radiant Silver Gun is? Um, no. <laughs> oh my god, you heathen. Hang on a second. I'll find out and I'll be like, oh yeah, you keep talking. I'm going to tell you, there's no need to find out. Radiant Silver. <laughs> it is. It's a. It's a top scrolling shooter thing, right? Yes, it is. Okay. So yeah, I. I vaguely know it. it I don't think you, I've played it, but you probably haven't, because it only released in Japan, limited supply. 
Well, there you go. So it I is hailed it. as one of the best shooting games ever. Oh, wait, yeah, so I did play it then. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. And so it's coming to Xbox Live Arcade. It was released for the Saturn. People still sell this thing on eBay for $200 because it's that much of a rare find. And it's being released for Xbox Live Arcade. Did Thank I step goodness. on your release? <laughs> or your, your, no, your... not at all. Okay. I already said it was coming out for Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, if you do Im- Google image search for Radiant Silver Gun, you get all pictures of the game. And then, like, mashed in between them for some reason is some random picture of a girl. And then another one of some girl in, like, a nurse's thing. Let's see. I should close this before I get in trouble. <laughs> oh, there's one Image of a little search, right? hamster kitty. Uh, okay. Radiant Silver Gun, shooting, 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 shooting the game. And then, like, some chick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you scroll down, okay. there's, like, some chick in, like, a nurse's costume. Let's see. Uh, Radiant Silver <laughs> Gun. this, because I'm getting looks. Arcade cartridge. Shooting, shooting, shooting. Saturn disc. Da-da-da. Arts from the game, awesome. Da, da, some dude playing Radiant Silver Gun, and some chicken nurses costume. <laughs> what does it? And this is on GameSpot. Is it really? Yeah, they're both on GameSpot. They, nice. they must be. I don't know why it's on GameSpot, but sure. Because those are clearly uh, Games GameSpot users. Yeah, there's another one. Uh, I think it's on a Radiant Silver Gun uh, forum, maybe. Cause there's a picture of a kitten eating leaves. Yeah, that's yeah, the hamster-looking kitten. Yeah, and then there's a uh, Fresh Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of muscle muscle-bound dudes, and then some more cat stuff, and then some anime thing that has nothing to do with Radiant Silver Gun. Jason from Friday Thirteenth Remake. Uh, something about it's gay. Balls are touching. So Radiant Silver Gun is coming to Xbox Live Arcade. Are you going to buy it? Uh, Yes, because it won't be $200. That is the primary reason. And plus, on top of that, uh, I love Radiant Silver Gun. Like, oh my god, who is this? That looks like, I don't know, but that that animated 3D model of a woman has no clothes on. And then there's another girl with a giant light bulb cracked on top of her. And I believe she's sitting on a toilet. What the hell? The, MySpace? Okay, I'm turning this off. Um, yeah, Radiant Silver Gun. That's, that's really all it has to be said. Xbox Live Arcade 2011, probably 15 bucks. And it's, uh, like $185 less than the game on Saturn and playable. And it's supposed to be slightly enhanced with graphics, but it's the same game instead of a remake or anything like that, which is going to be also awesome. And they're going to have an Ikaruga mode where you can play Radiant Silver Gun, I think, with a hint of the black and white uh, bullet-absorbing gameplay mechanic of Ikaruga. Uh, in other news, Devil May Cry is uh, coming out again with another sequel. Why did I say Devil May Cry is coming out with a sequel? Capcom is coming out with another sequel to Devil May Cry. It's, uh, I don't know if it's a prequel, I don't remember, I didn't really read much into it, I'm admitting this up front. All I know is that it has a, like, a newer-looking Dante protagonist is young, uh, somebody has, I will just say I read someone's Twitter, that, uh, someone's tweet, 
that he looks like Gakt, which um, I don't know if you know who Gakt is. No. Okay. If you uh, Google image search G-A-C-K-T, you'll see the Japanese artist. And uh, there was a game for PS2, actually, that was, like, made that the character was based on him and it had his music in it or whatever. It was uh, one of those, like, stylish battle games. But anyway, Dante apparently, like, he has, like, black hair and he's got some stuff. Can't really remember, but it's okay. (laughs) Because this is a sleeper episode. And um, there's some controversy over what Dante looks like. Which, I'm going to see if I can find some information on that right now. Uh, DMC. Shoobidoo, shoobidoo, da And that will be. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really. <laughs> here, but what are you looking at? The picture of Dante jumping out of the window. Oh no! What are you looking I, at? I, I'm not looking at anything. I'm laughing at you because you're just like, um. Oh yeah, because yeah, I'm I'm kind of stopped at this picture here of um of Dante jumping out of the window, looking like I don't know, mad emo, fingerless gloves, <laughs> and this short black hair. So wait, what are we actually talking about now? Like people are mad that Dante is looking different or something? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't really know why, but I don't know. Let's just say that the game is being developed by Ninja Theory, people who made Heavenly Sword. Oh, hey. And if you like Heavenly Sword, Sword, you might like this DMC game. I'm not really a Devil May Cry fan, though. But it's a Ninja Theory game. But it's still based in Devil May Cry universosity. What? So you didn't like the story of DMC? Or should I say Devil May Cry? Because DMC is the new game. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't even know what the story is. I just. I don't know. Like, there's something about the game that just. That it never interested me to begin with. What if it played like Heavenly Sword? Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Okay. Uh, on to greener pastures. Um. If it played like Shadow of the Colossus or. Ico, Ico, Ico. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, that that's a wonderful segue, sir. Uh, I think it was like confirmed during TGS or something like that that uh they're coming out with a Shadow Colossus and Eco Pack for PS3, which is basically a uh, remastered versions of the PS2 games that one of which isn't being sold anymore, and the other which you probably could still find as a greatest hit. But it'll be better on the PS3 version because, like, the uh, the creator whose name I forgot has said that, um, like, he was unhappy with like the frame rate issues, like you know, with the PS2 version and stuff. How like you know there are certain points where like it just does drop dramatically and, uh, like you know things like that have definitely been fixed for the PS3 version. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but they're probably gonna keep it locked. Like for Shadow Classes, probably keep it locked to twenty-four or thirty or something. It's probably still gonna have like a a meandering frame rate, just because I think I read something about their design decision and how it's supposed to be more like filmy or something. But I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. I love Shadow Classes. I haven't played Shadow Classes. I bought Austin Shadow Classes. Did you play Eco? 
I actually heard about Eco like 2004. Someone I used to work with had a claim and was like, this game is the best game ever. It's so <laughs> awesome. And I really wasn't hearing him, so I never played it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I had it. gotten a PS2 at that time anyway. Um, I don't know. I'm going to see, see what else is under TGS. Yes, see, this I is wanna... our like, first look at TGS. Um, didn't the PlayStation Move like launch over the weekend or possibly in a week or something? Yeah. It, it Don't made, PlayStation Move. It, it made a very loud, not so much little plunk. <laughs> yeah. It was See? like, I'm here. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody cares. <laughs> and But then something everybody else did care about was the fact that uh, Halo Reach came out this week. Yeah. And um, Well, not everyone cared about, but most people. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying it's not it's a big deal for Halo fans and it's you know supposedly a really great game and probably the best Halo game and all that and good on mm-hmm. Bungie and Halo fans have a great game good job um, mm-hmm. I just hate Halo <laughs> yeah I'm not really big on Halo either I, I have the first Halo and I just want to have Halo just so I can just play through it and see what all the hoopla's about but when it's hard to even play through the first game yeah. Uh, I mean, I tried to do that. Like, I had a friend force me play through the first game, and you know, I had a generally enjoyable time. But I still like there are so many things I don't like about Halo. Um, mm-hmm. Like, definitely the one of the major things is movement speed. I really hate how slow Halo is. But uh, yeah, so like since I had played through the first Halo, then Halo Two came out, and everyone was going nuts about that. So I played through that. But then by the time Halo Three came out, I was like, you know, I started playing through it, and I was like, you know what? I don't care to know what the big deal is anymore, so I just stopped playing it, and I'm, you know, I've been fine not knowing what's going on with Halo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is something that I just picked up on the news feed here. Uh, two characters, two more characters were announced for Marvel vs. Capcom 3, one of which is Spider-Man, which is kind of like a no-brainer in Marvel vs. Capcom at this point, and Wesker from Resident Evil. It's going to be in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. What do you think about that, huh? Yay! <laughs> I'm not going to play Marvel vs. Capcom 3, but it's still cool. Yeah, I mean, just the the idea of having, like, Wesker in a fighting game, I think that's pretty intriguing. I, I'd yeah. like to see what he can do. Uh, let's see. Namco announced Tekken Tag Tournament 2. I don't care. Um, Project Dark. I don't know if you've heard of Project Dark. Um, game that is, was announced by From Software. It is actually turning out to be a, a sort of a sequel to Demon Souls 2. Oh, I did. I saw the name and I saw it referenced to Demon Souls, but I didn't really read much about it. Yeah, we don't know really what it is, but it could very well be a sequel to Demon Spe- Souls. Speaking of Demon Souls, did you ever play any more of that? I haven't. That's a game that I'm I'm deciding I'm gonna restart because I just like chose a, a class of character that I wasn't gonna be able to work with very well. I chose a hunter character, but the analog stick does not invert properly for me. Oh. Most games that I play that have first person views, they have two different uh inversions. There's right, the like third person inversion and first person inversion. Yeah. I know exactly what this you mean. only has this only has one inversion, so I have it set to third person inversion, and then when I want to shoot somebody with an arrow, I have to always like figure out what's down and what's up or what's left and what's right. Yeah, that would drive me crazy. Yeah, it completely screws me up. So I have to start over and pick a different class. But um 
That I don't know. I really need to start bucks now for anyone it. who doesn't have it. Yes, it's a greatest hit. Um, do, 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 do. There's uh, something about 3D Blu-ray. Who I don't care about. Final Fantasy fourteen wireless router. <laughs> yeah, they for some reason like came out with a Final Fantasy fourteen branded wireless router uh, for... in Japan. Oh, okay, like just like a generic, like like a general PC wireless router. Like yeah, it's a PC wireless router. It's just that it's. I thought you meant like, like for like the three sixty or something. No, no, no. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, Castlevania Blood of the Shadow. TGS yeah. just doesn't seem to be a big deal anymore. Like it used no. to kind of maybe I don't know maybe just for me it's not, but like it used to I felt like it used to have like a lot of huge stuff happening and like. I don't know. It seemed like almost like second, you know, next step away from E3. Um, mm-hmm. But I just that like, used to be like the Tokyo E3. But I think like Nintendo's not even involved with TGS anymore because they had their own show, which I don't even think they do anymore. Space World. Yeah, I don't yeah. Even think they do Space World. That anymore. hasn't been around for a while. And but I'm saying even so, as, even as much as like two years ago or something like i was as as interested in tgs as i was like with e3 and stuff and this year i just i didn't even know tgs was happening until people started talking about it on twitter mm, true true uh they're making a remake of metal gear solid 3 for the 3ds um no date for the 3ds though yet right no but there was something that occurred this week uh some Accessory maker, a Japanese accessory maker, uh, said that their accessories were going to be out in like November or something like that for 3DS. And they kind of slipped in the tweet that it was coming out at the same time the 3DS was. And people were like, what? The 3DS is going to come out? And then now that tweet is gone. Like the mafia completely got to them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I, I don't know. It could come out. It was not announced. Uh, okay. We're, uh, There's a lot of Kinect stuff that I don't care about. Apparently, uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer is making a game for Kinect called Codename D. Something about riding a dragon. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It looks weird, but because it's like a lion. Or actually, it's not a lion. It's a tiger. It's a bear. And, uh, oh my. Oh my. And then there's somebody walking through a gate, and then there's a bar. It looks kind of like Bioshock, just with a whole lot of bloom, but that's different. Uh, let's see. Microsoft describes Codename D this way. You must fight for your life to survive an evil amusement park filled with twisted and eerie creatures. That sounds like another game called... It'll bleed. You'll shit yourself. I don't think you... No, it's you'll shit with fear. I don't think you've, um... That's the name of the game? No, It'll Bleed is the name of the game, but... In the in the commercial, like, if you YouTube It'll Bleed commercial, you'll see in the commercial... They, he'll go like you'll do something with something. You'll scream with this. You'll shit with fear. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it and that game was based around an amusement park. Like they had an amusement park with all these, I don't know, scary attractions, and they would American try and kill McGee's you. Disney World. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, no, there is a, a an article here that says American McGee's Alice officially kicks off TGS cosplay. Anyway. Oh, uh, Team Ninja's coming out with a Ninja Gaiden 3, which is nice, but, uh... Wasn't there uh, something we were supposed to talk about? Something about, like, a, uh, a, a, a system that's, uh, like, a small, you know, unknown handheld system that might be having a sequel? Or 
Well, you know, Maybe. technically like the sixth version of it coming out. Sixth version? Hang on, there's uh, the original. Are you referring? There's the Slim. There's the, is there wait, isn't there an original is two thousand, three thousand Slim? Are those all I think those are three different ones. Yeah, uh, they are. And then there's then Go. Go. So this would be the sixth version. Yeah. Even it's okay. The so apparently, uh, more the gosh, let me go pick this one up because I actually didn't feel too much. Uh, I just uh, don't know if about. like you knew it. Yeah, if you knew anything about it, because I remember because it's like a rumor or something like that. Oh. I have it somewhere here. I don't remember. Goodness, is it this? Yes, it is. Okay. So tell me more about Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I told you everything I know about that game. Um here Ask we me go. anything about Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> uh there it is. Apparently there's an ad for Iron Man and an ad for like Best Buy on my screen at the same time. Thanks. Oh you know what I so, got? Oh this mm-hmm. is okay. I thought you were still looking. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh, I, I have it actually here. But what do you have? I was gonna. This was random. I was gonna say I got an email, and I don't know if it's spam or not. But I got an email that looks like it's legitimately from from Blizzard saying that somebody tried to change my password on like my Battle.net password. But you don't have a Battle.net account. You know I do. Oh okay. So what you do about it? I'm gonna actually nothing. I'm gonna go to Battle.net right now and see if I can log in. <laughs> mm, damn, and then I'm gonna sign good. up for an authenticator for my iPhone. You can go uh-huh. ahead with your story. <laughs> okay, so this one is by Matthew Kumar at 1UP. And it says, uh, the title is PSP2 Exists Claims Mortal Kombat Developer. NetherRealm Studios claims to be in possession of a unit, and it looks like it's a pretty powerful machine. Uh, more powerful follow-up to Sony's PSP portable console exists, and appears to be in the hands of at least one game developer. The information was provided by Mortal Kombat producer Sean Hemrick in an interview with Industry Gamers. Hemrick said, we have a PSP2 in the house, and we're looking at the engine. Like what it can support. Oh, maybe he meant they're looking at the engine like what it could support. <laughs> Always a big thing for us is performance. We're running at 60 frames per second. What we can do... Oh, we're looking... We're... What? Oh my god! Anyway. We're running at 60 frames per second. What we can do, and do what we have to build all the art assets oh, that is not even a sentence we're definitely looking at them what all right psp2 looks like it's a pretty powerful machine that that they might have just have said that take out that entire line uh, and just say psp2 looks like it's a pretty powerful machine sony likely isn't it so sony isn't likely to be happy too happy about this slip if it is further verified having only just announced a very subtle revision of its original PSP hardware TGS with the uh, new analog stick. But that's that for that, I don't care. More important news, Frank West is confirmed for another Dead Rising 2 spinoff. Oh, is that, that should... Case West? That is Case West. I did not realize that's what it meant. Oh my god, that's awesome. So Frank West will be in this um I saw off. the names, you know, floating around on Twitter, Dead Rising, uh, Case West, and I was, I just figured it was like, you know, takes place out west somewhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't even put two and two together. Oh my god! <laughs> so you're excited about that one? I am excited about that one. Cool. Very very cool. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? I just passed it. Uh oh. Also, Capcom's coming out with a uh, another Steel Battalion game, but I refuse to read anything about it because. 
I refuse to know anything about Steel Battalion. So I just wanted to say that they're coming out with a third Steel Battalion. What? I didn't even know there was a second. Uh, they're coming out with a second either. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy Dissidia is coming out, is, is getting a sequel. And this one's funny. It's called Final Fantasy Dual Decim Dissidia, where Dual Decim means 12. So essentially it is Final Fantasy Dissidia 12, like how they go from the first one to the 12th one in, in one single bound, but, um, they don't really know what the 12 means right now. It can mean that there's 12 characters now or 12 additional characters because there's more than 12 characters since there's two characters per Final Fantasy game up to 10, which would mean there's 20 characters. Um, but they're going to have uh, Kane from Final Fantasy 4 and they're going to have Lightning from Final Fantasy 13. Those are the ones that have been announced. I think Tifa from Final Fantasy 7 is also going to be in it. And with lightning, they're also bringing in like a paradigm system where you can change into different forms or not forms, but have different sets of rules and tactics that you can change on the fly in battle, which apparently seems to be pretty cool. But at the same time, it seems like it's the exact same game as Dissidia. So we'll see what happens with that. And I think that is all that I have to say that is rather interesting for, bless you. Thank you. For the Tokyo Game Show. That I'm allergic to Final Fantasy stuff, I guess. I'm, I have Dissidia. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that, that That's really it. Um, honestly, there's nothing else because now, for some reason, I'm looking at last year's news. Shit, I could have pulled that off from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <clears throat> so. So I was gonna say, apparently, my none of my passwords are working for Battle Dungeon. Uh oh. But I was dun, dun, to, dun. I was able to do the password reset thing, so I I did that, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna get myself an, uh, one of those authenticator thingies because you can do it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um. This is a new Battle Dungeon account, right? What's that? This is a new Battle Dungeon account, like for um. Uh, the com- newly converted Battle.net that now integrates like WoW and oh yeah, I mean I I did all that once it right re- that happened right before StarCraft Two came out actually, mm-hmm. um actually yeah it was like actually I think when StarCraft Two betas were rolling out or whatever uh, they started doing all that merger stuff so I had done that a while ago okay because I haven't and I mean I doubt that I have no idea whether I would be going back to WoW but I probably should either way I mean you want to get your you know, you want to get your shit together and uh, just so you, because I mean, you're going to need, if you're ever going to play, you know, Diablo 3 or anything like that. Oh, right. Diablo 3, which I will be playing. Yeah. So just like, better to get it taken care of now. And I will be playing StarCraft 2 eventually, but I probably won't be playing it online. So that, I don't know. So I have to, I guess I have to sign up. I'm on the site now. But we can take care of that after the cast. Yeah. I think which we should wrap we up. We can wrap up, I guess. Anything mm-hmm. else you want to say? Any final thoughts, comments, criticisms? Uh, I've actually said everything that I've had to say today. I am overtalked. So you're not going to talk for the rest of the day? I am going to talk for the rest of the day, but probably not much about video games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to be playing video games for the rest of the day because all i got to do today is laundry. Um, Damn, i got to do laundry too. Shit. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess... Uh, 
follow people on places. Um, follow me on twitter.com slash Riven. What, what's your Twitter? Uh, I, I know what you can say. slash DRedMage. The letter D, RedMage. And you can follow Austin at uh, Mr. Chupon with the zero or with that? Mm-hmm. It is with a zero? With a zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's with an O. And uh, obviously, trygames.net and send emails. I wonder if we had any emails. Can you check the mailbag? I can. Check it real quick. Okay. Um, when you set up this Badnet account, it, it didn't ask you anything about um, uh, your previous account when you first set it up. Like, you have to set up a brand new Badnet account? Well, I don't remember exactly how I did it. I may have gone to the, like, since I had a WoW account, I may have gone to, like, you know, WorldOfWarcraft.com first, and there mm-hmm. may have been a link to do something from there. I don't really remember. But all I know is that I, I don't, I don't know how it works, but when I set up when I, my Battle.net account was set up, it was merged with my World of Warcraft thing. So, like, if I go to my account now, I can see that I, you know, own World of Warcraft and Burning Crusade and um, mm-hmm. so stuff like that. Like, so you probably have to link it. I, I, I probably have to link it after the fact. Yeah, I'll set it up. I would say check WoW first since you do have an account there, and see if there's something to do it from there. Um, if not, then do it from Battle.net, I guess. Okay. Let's see here. YYK5KZ5. <laughs> Sorry, that is. Ah, oh, come on. Password. Okay. FU4HB59M. FU4HB59M. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Mm, email. 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 Sorry. Let's go away. Let's go away. Reading email. Um. Okay. There's a lot of stuff that I really don't want to see here. <laughs> uh, oh man. I wonder if this no, is no, real. No. What? I have another thing. Although I don't know if it's actually from Blizzard or not, but it says that uh, one of my. I, it says I got a three-hour suspension and password reset for in-game chat policy violation, advertisement, and spamming. Oh, which is as a result of your password getting changed, I guess? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, see, I don't know if this is all, like, if this is all just, like, a weird phishing scam, like, to try to get me to put in information mm. or something. I don't know. There's a lot of viruses in these emails that are getting deleted. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because see, it wants me to follow links in this email to reset my password, which makes me, yeah, yeah. I hope all my characters aren't didn't get fucked up. I hope not either. All right, there's no new email. <laughs> uh, just spam as usual. Okay. Sucks, but so no emails and uh, yeah, that that's it. We're done. Um, mm-hmm. send emails if you want to mailbag at trygames.net please send us emails so we have something else to talk about I mean granted we'll have stuff to talk about when Austin comes back but uh, this was kind of a bad week feel anyway. free to send emails that have nothing to do with video games it's cool yeah like, you can ask, ask us like questions and stuff yeah like you can ask me how I make uh, this this chili stuff that I try to make um, and that me and Des like but yeah or you can ask me how I make anything <laughs> um, <laughs> you can ask me um, how many hairs are on my big toe, and I will count them. 
Yeah, you can ask me how many hairs are on my head, and I won't answer that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, sleeper hit over and out for Al. Yeah, sleeper hit. I would call it a sleeper. For Austin, uh, I'm not here, guys. And I'm attending a wedding. I'm watching people in love tonight. <laughs> it's love, baby. I'll be attending a wedding in a couple of weeks, so that'll be me that you'll be making fun of. Yeah, PD talking about I'm watching love happen right now. <laughs> and that's not even the wedding. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh. And for me, um, yeah, I have nothing left to say. So we out. Bye. Say bye. Bye. There's all these pictures of the game, and then randomly one picture of some like random. Fuck. That guy dropped. Am I back?